Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday Parenting utilizes face-to-face unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. If you have a business and would like to reach directly into the ears of our listeners, please contact us at parentingpodcast at gmail.com. Speech, language, and communication play a vital role in our lives. Without it, children have difficulty communicating their basic needs and can struggle academically or with peers. At Jabberdogs, speech-language pathologist Stephanie Mashek can help you or your loved one become a successful communicator. Based in Pasadena, California, Jabberdogs offers private speech and language therapy at affordable rates. They also take insurance, including Blue Shield and Anthem Blue Cross of California. Visit Jabberdogs.com for more information. That's J-A-B-B-E-R-D-O-G-S dot com. All right. Hi, Susan. Um, This is Mary Beth, and I'm very happy and excited to talk with you today. Um, I would love to get some insight of um, you and your family and um, some insight to what what you'd like to talk about tonight. Um, Yeah, so I'm Susan. I have a son who will be three at the end of May. Um, we're currently potty training him, we're trying to, and we're coming across some trouble in the process. Um, so it's something me and my husband have been trying to figure out, and it's, um, this is what I'd like to discuss, okay. um, really. So I think we've been trying to potty train Douglas um, for a while now. So from before Christmas, we started really slow, like... Um, we kind of just start. We just started between the nappy changes mm-hmm. and leaving the nappy off. And we introduced him to a potty, bought a potty, explained what it was. Um, he seemed fine about the idea, and um, he was doing really well. He was using the potty. There was no upsets, and this continued through to Christmas, and then kind of after Christmas. He was starting to kind of go off the idea of um, nappy free time or pants or pull-ups or anything that wasn't the nappy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting upset, but he was saying he didn't want to put them on and he was always like wanting to put the nappy back on. And then I'd say about over a week ago now, it might even almost be two weeks, um, he started to get really upset um, during bath time because his nappy was off. Okay. Um, to the point, like, I've never really experienced him this upset before um, in the bath. Wouldn't go in the bath, didn't want to take the nappy off. Was hysterical all through bath time. Mm-hmm. Kept wanting to put the nappy back on. Um, and we've, we've kind of... We're a wee bit better in the bath now, but... I'm still having to put a swim nappy on him for bath time at the moment because he just gets so upset at the idea of not having his nappy on. Mm. And this is the only way um, around it. And the part that I'm struggling with as well is I I don't really know what to tell him. I feel like I shouldn't be telling him, you know, don't be silly. You know, you're you're fine in the bath. It doesn't matter if you have an accident in the bath. And it was Mm. the fact that he went from being 
bath time being quite a fun period, having no problem at all being naked in the bath, quite enjoyed it, mm-hmm. you know, running around, that kind of thing, to it's now the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, um, so I posted that on your Facebook site and you did come back to me with a, a bit of advice. So we've mm-hmm. currently, we've stopped potty training, training mm-hmm. them, we've went back to nappies yes i think this is one of the reasons we've seen an improvement in the bath yes and but we're not all the way there yet um one of the reasons we've managed to get through the bath time is we've just managed to distract him from it Mm. and take his mind off whatever's worrying him sure Um, sure and it's also just the fact that i'm dealing with a boy who's almost three and I don't really know how much he understands sometimes when I'm talking to him and I don't know how best to explain some things to a three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. You know, what language I should be using, you know. Sure, sure. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for reaching out. Um, I I enjoyed reading your email uh, um, on the, I mean, your Facebook post and, um, and I, I'm, I'm glad you were able to take what I had said and, and realize the big piece here that, we're, you know, with, with any child is, um, I, I, I wanted to normalize what he was doing. And I hope, I hope that came across in my message to you was this is a very normal process that children, um, when they want to individuate and when they want to be that, that child of, I want to try new things. I want to be courageous. Um, and they get, and they get so excited off of our energy that we're trying this new, new thing with him, which was yours at this moment was, um, trying to um, use the potty and try to not wear a diaper and get that feeling right that you were trying to encourage him to have that feeling of not having a diaper on number one number two was to be able to um, be courageous enough because it really does take a lot of courage and 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 ability right to sit on a toilet and to want to put his pee and poop into another um, another safe place. And that's really what it comes down to. And so what he was doing, which I had explained was that's a very normal, they, children love to try new things out. They love to put that energy in because um, they're excited, like I said, from you. They're getting a lot of positive reinforcement. They're getting a lot of attention from it, uh, positive attention. And, um, and in a two-week period, as in all of brain science will tell you, you know, changes happen within a two week period. You can change a behavior by doing something in a systematic way for two weeks. And then after that two weeks, that brain does make a decision of, hmm, you know what, this is, I'm not really feeling like I really can and want to do this right now. I'm feeling like I want to go back to what was, what was really secure and safe for me. And I felt much more confident and I felt it was a lot less, and I wanted, I say this very jokingly, but it is kind of that feeling. It was a lot easier for him just to go in the potty. I mean, just to go in his diaper. Um, and so they kind of want to go back to that and they, they feel comfortable with that. Um, and then that your relationship begins to change a little bit too, when you are dealing with a diaper, uh, diaper versus no diaper, there's a lot more pressure um, and I know, I know you probably didn't intend to put pressure, but it just happens. Um, there's this constant conversation of, oh, let's go to the bathroom. Let's use the toilet. Let's make sure we don't pee on the floor. Let, you know, all those things. So 
that was kind of where I was taking that message originally to you. And I hope you got that message from me that this is a very normal process. Will you, did you understand that when I was explaining that to you? Yes. I okay. understand what you're saying, like towards like the end after Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did get the impression from, and like, I feel guilty about it now that part, it was almost like laziness, not wanting to, uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Like not wanting to use the potty because it was, it's hard work. It is. About it and right? constantly reminded about it. Right. Yeah. It, it, uh, it makes, it makes yeah. for a very different relationship with you. Right. It, it's it, for mm-hmm. both of you. It's a very different um, modality of parenting where there's a little more focus on one particular thing and children don't like to be called out on one particular thing. They like to have a little more flowing, right? Of literally flowing of their relationship with you. Um, and, and to have that consistent, um, relationship when the sense he felt secure with what he knew about the, the, the diaper, the nappy, he, that was a consistent relationship. And he, and he missed that again. He missed that bonding, that changing the diaper. E- even, if, even if it wasn't a really wonderful experience for you anymore, changing a, almost a three-year-old uh, diaper or a nappy, you know, it, for him, it was a bonding moment. And now that bonding moment was taken away and, and it was made into more of a, um, uh, you know, l- let's, try, let's try something else and let's, let's move on. You're getting older now. You should be, you know, let's try this. And that's where he put the brakes on. He said, Mm-mm, "No, no, you know, I tried it, and and I and I did I did a you know, okay job, but I'm not ready for this yet. So this is what this is where this is why I said just back off, do not mention it anymore, um, continue to read books about it, continue to have the potties around, continue to show him how you use the potty, how Daddy uses the potty, um, and so he starts normalizing the behavior as not just him, but that's done by everybody." And that's that next piece we have to wait for that brain, that that child, that that little that little brain, that child brain to make that next step of oh, I I am interested now, I would okay. like to try this again, and we we're gonna wait patiently for that to kind of click over if you have that time to wait, um, and what you're seeing with the bath is a direct correlation to the whole idea of um, doing, so, so the reason he wants to wear a, a nappy or a diaper in the bath is that he's not confident now with himself that he knows when to go potty and when not to go potty. And mm-hmm. so his body is giving him mixed signals of when it, when am I supposed to do this and, and how am I supposed to do this? And, and, and now, he's, now he's become anxious about it. Now the anxiety has, has stepped in where he's like, I'm not quite sure what you want from me or where, what my body should be doing. So if I just keep it on all the time and have it on all the time, I don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where he is right now. So the whole idea that you're being flexible with the, the swim diaper um, is beautiful because that once again, you're, you're not letting him avoid taking a bath, right? Um, You're still keeping him clean. And, and we know that children, you know, majority children love the bath time and it's a wonderful, another wonderful bonding time. Right. Um, And I love baths for so many reasons, not just for cleaning, but for, for, um, you know, for regulating a child and for, you know, having that bonding time with them. So I'm so wonder, I'm so glad that you kept the bath going. Um, and with with that, um, and then what you can do um, on the way into the get ready for the bath, what would I what I'd like you to do is um, as you're starting the bath process. So I don't know if you do a bath like after the meal time or before bed, but as you're preparing for the bath, just talk about all the routine, 
from the time he, from the evening, you know, from dinner on, when you're eating dinner with him, just talk about, make the routine a little more tangible now, because he is hitting into that three-year-old um, age where soon, which he really wants to be in control of a lot of really understand and have meaning to things. So make a family schedule and a calendar and a routine that he can, that you can look at and say, Oh, you know, after our bath, I mean, after our mealtime, um, Douglas, what's, what, what, you know, what's, what's the schedule for the evening? Let's look at our schedule for the evening and make it a lot more tangible. Does that make sense? So you're going to make him aware of that more yeah. so he can start processing um, what's coming up next earlier. So it's, it's called scaffolding or pre or, 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 or preloading the child is kind of the technical terms. Um, so you're going to kind of get his mind already going to where you want him to go without having to be in that moment of that, of that, um, anxious moment, right. Of going to taking a bath. So he's going to start talking about maybe the bath during dinner. It's like, oh, mommy, I don't want to take a bath. I, I just don't want to take a bath tonight. We said, well, you know, we, we do need to take a bath because we are, we have to take care of our bodies. And, and then you could say, well, do you want to help? Um, you know, something you could really help us with, with the bath is you could help us start drawing the water. You could help us by getting the toys out that you want to play with in the bath. And your job tonight would be um, to um, to let the water out of the bathtub. So let's what what would you like? You know what what let's think what we need to do first. What do we need to do first in our bathtub? And start giving the sequence of it, and just start bringing his brain to understand and to move in that direction, um, and get him thinking about it earlier and processing it earlier. Okay. Yeah, I think um, that's one of the reasons why I found it. I was worried. No worried but more troubled by like this behavior than other kind of behaviors because bath time is we've we've always had the same routine with bath time um, from the get-go really and it used to be like a really enjoyable experience yeah and like you said good bonds in time Mm -hmm. I work full time so these are one of the like the moments we we get together exactly Um, exactly and it was just part of it was I'd never seen him quite so worked up about anything mm-hmm. um, the way he was at bath time. He was completely, I know like he's almost three, but he was completely nothing I could say. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just could get through to him. Yeah. And um, so and so you look at that as a as a the definition what you're describing is a dysregulated child. And the dysregulated child and, and the combination of um, just the high emotions, the inability to, 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 you can't reason with a child during that time. Um, and it's not a matter. And, and, and so what's happening is you got to look at the, the bigger picture of what could be going on with him. And, you know, yes, there was the potty, the, the potty piece, but I'm also wondering with Douglas, um, you know, I don't, I've never seen Douglas. So I don't really know who he is in the sense of ever watching him or, or knowing about him, but at school, when he's with his peers, or when you're dropping him off at school, uh, does he do well with transitions? Does he do well? E- does he easily flow from activity to activity, or d- does he have a little more hesitation? Is he a child who sits back and watches and observes um, the others? Or tell me a little bit about his personality before potty training, or, or just yeah, uh, just um, in general about Douglas. Well, Douglas is my my only son, so when I can't really. I struggle to compare him like to other children because I don't have he doesn't have any siblings, but mm-hmm. he is he's generally quite 
a happy boy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He's, he's generally quite happy. He's very high energy, very physical. Um, I wouldn't say that um, he transitions easily, certainly. He does have some anxiety. You know, I can see anxiety mm-hmm. in him sometimes. He's also quite, um, I'm quite fortunate in the sense that he's also quite a verbal um, boy. Um, I think that's next to like running about, the next thing's talking that he likes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fortunate in that sense that I can all quite often get to the bottom of something by asking him some questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I wouldn't say he transitions easily. I wouldn't say he's, he, he does kind of, I do see it actually, the stand back and watching for a while. For all that he is quite boisterous and very loud and high energy, he's not, he don't confuse it for confidence. Sure. Sure. If, if you know what I mean? No, so, I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. So, yeah, so he's, he's definitely, on, he watches the world around him and makes the observations. And then once he feels confident about something that he's mastered in his brain, right? He's mastered that in his brain. He's mastered the ideas and concepts in his brain. Then he feels courageous to, in that next, to make that mm-hmm. next step. Would you say that's accurate about him? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'd say that, okay. like, for example, an easy one is in his nursery that he goes to um, when they, they when they move up a year, he moves to a new room mm-hmm. um, and it took him a while this year to settle into the new room. I'd say six months even. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so, it, yeah, so it, yeah, does, that, it does take him a while. That, that, yeah, that is a significant amount of time. And so what we have to look at with him is that he he went, he he very much has to trust. He has a lot of trust. He really must trust his environment and the people around him um, to make those movements and to make that that um, that shift in his brain. So yeah, so six months is a significant amount of time. It, would you see crying? How would you see him respond yes, to that? So it would be crying when dropping him off. Um, okay. It'd be when you tell him, I try, um, like you said, I try and tell him as much in advance as I can. Good, 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 good. Um, so I even sometimes mention the night before. Yes. All right, yeah. remind yeah. him, like, remember tomorrow, it's, what day is it tomorrow? It's Tuesday, mm-hmm. so we're going Perfect. to nursery. Perfect. Um, and that, that certainly helps, mm-hmm. I have to say, because mm-hmm. um, it gives him, like you said, time to think about the process it. yeah he needs to yeah. really process and really think about it and know and and, and he, what he's doing during that time is he his brain is is saying okay so i did this before i um i know what's going to happen i know when i go in there i know who's going to be there i know what teacher is going to be there so he's in his brain he's processing all that information and taking that all so he can build and, and have that trust piece that he's looking for um and have that bond with someone um but yeah that's and, and that's that you know that's a really important uh feature to kind of know about your child and it's and you know he, this, this is who he is this is his personality trait of who he is and so this will be who he is um and so the, it goes right along then with what you challenge right now is um he you know the whole thing with potty he has to really master in his mind he's going to have to go through this this process of really trying it for a while and backing off trying it for a while and backing off and that's an important piece for you to know about how he learns things. When he learns to ride a bike someday, when he is challenged with something, 
Um, he's going to be a really great observer. Um, he's going to have that like introvert type way that he's going to sit back and really watch what's going on. And he's going to require from you a lot of great information and a lot of um, um, insight to, to how things work and, and routine, routine, routine and schedules and everything you've done so far. Um, and then being there with him um, when he is separating out and making sure that he builds very um, close relationships with whoever's taking care of him. Um, and, and that's the trust piece we have to focus on because that's what happened during this time in the potty and the potty and the bath time. Those were very trusting times that he had. Um, and he lost that security of that, that basic trust. And that's, that's what development is. This first um, three, four years of a child's life is all about um trying uh, trying to in individuate and trying to be independent and then coming back and and being really dependent trying you know going out coming back and going out and coming back okay okay so like for example at the moment like he won't go swimming um again this used to be something he used to take great enjoyment in mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. but he is overly concerned in case he has an accident when he's swimming okay um, note that it's an issue because he wears a swim nappy mm -hmm. uh, so I just ask him and if he says no just leave it or that or do I should I talk to him about it or just yeah yeah so is, it, is this a, a class that he's in or is this a, just a swim no, with you this is just um he he goes to nursery two days and then th um three days he stays with his grandparents mm -hmm. and they often take him swim especially in the winter time the weather is quite bad here and like I said he's quite physical so mm -hmm. swimming's one way of getting him Sure, you're you're, dra you're, dra you're draining his energy out. It's what you're doing. So, um, so is he is he in the pool with grandparents or with a teacher with or with someone? No, he's, look? he's with he's with someone he knows. It will be like sometimes we take him at the weekends, or okay. he'll be okay. with with his um grand grandfather. Okay, um, and like you said, he, he it used to be not a problem, not an issue, and then round about just after Christmas, mm -hmm. he decided. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't didn't want to go anymore, um, and he he told me it was because of poo poo. Yeah, so he yeah he's yeah he's 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 worried. He doesn't know when it's going to come out. He's that uh, that un unpredictability again for him. So yeah, I, I would not any, any child who's dealing with um, an anxious feeling, we we don't want to completely avoid that feeling. We do want to work through it. So yeah. so I, I really want yeah yeah. So, yeah, I think that was one of the things that I really wanted to understand was sure. I didn't want to avoid the problem because I mm -hmm. feel like if we avoid it, we don't address it and he sure. can't sure. learn sure. from it. Sure. But at the same time, I don't want to push him so hard that I make it worse. Sure, sure. You know? yeah. and, and there is a line there. And so what we have to do, like like we talked about before, is uh, is really talking about it before he goes. Um, and, and, and what you're going to do is give him real practical understanding of, um, you know, so let's talk about your body. So how often do you poop? And, you know, and, and children, it can be predictable or some days, right? And some days it can be, but... If you know he's had a good poop, um, and that day or or that night before he's going to swimming or that or, or, or looking at a schedule, you're going to educate him about how this body works, and how often we poop, and and are his poops? I mean, and and that's something to look at. So is 
is he communicating right now that his, that his, that his poops might be a little loose? Or he, is he having loose stools? Or no. are they unpredictable? Or are they, are they predictable? No, I think that was part of the reason why we were perplexed. Because um, we... Like, I know him well enough to kind of know his, his bill routine. Mm-hmm. And, like, at night time, at bath time, he generally doesn't need to go. Sure. Um, he'll need a, a pee-pee. Um, but um, in terms of poos, they're all kind of done in the morning or sure. the sure. afternoon. And sure. that was part of the thing when, well, not so much when he was in the throes of being upset, but in the lead-in up to it, we were trying to explain to him that, You've you've had you won't you won't it's you know it's um, like I said it's sometimes difficult trying to talk yes, to it is it, 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 exactly exactly especially and, and that's why I always say never talk to them in the crisis moment never talk to them at that moment when things are the worst uh, but but those cuddle times those bonding times when you do have with him then just talk about natural body functions mm-hmm. and, and what I want you uh, um, I don't know if you've listened to other uh, of the podcast pieces but. Something that's a very common piece um, when when you do start to potty train your child, what starts happening is uh, children start um, holding their poop or holding and 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 doing holding behaviors, which for them um, can cause some constipation. Um, in turn, the constipation, even though your child's pooping, they can still be constipated where they feel like they're holding and holding that poop in, and he's and he's and he's very tense about it and he's holding it. Um, and he's not really fully pooping when he needs to be pooping. So that constant feeling of having poop there may just be enough body message to him that he might have poop there. Um, and there might be a little bit in there, Anybody but he's have. feeling like there's a lot more that needs to come out and he's not fully pooping. So during right. that time when you're potty trained, that is a very to- common thing that children, um, they get off completely off schedule and their body cues that they knew before, um, are, are not accurate anymore. And so he, they are a little hesitant now about it and about what the feeling is uh, where he feel like he feels like it's always there, like this poop always there. Um, so keep an eye on the constipation piece with him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, constipation means they can still be pooping, but the poop might be a, a little bit um, harder or, or more difficult to come out. Um, and it, it, like I said, he might have um, something going on there too. But so going back to the swimming, I would nurture him through it. So this is where you really nurture through and you might have to create a two week um, reward system where he is, you, you educate him about it. You, you maybe create a poop chart so he can visually see, because this is a real three-year-old mindset, two to three-year-old. They need to see things, right? And your child is a real visual learner. Douglas is a very visual learner, right? He learns a lot by watching. So maybe create a poop chart um, in the bathroom so he can see visually when he poops um, and how often he poops. So he, when he goes to swimming, you can refer back to that and say, look at, you've already had your poop today. So you're good to go. You're ready to go and swim, right? Make it very visual. The children need to see things very visually and especially little boys. They really need to see things visually. Um, that's, that's how their brain, uh, develops. Um, so if that would be, that would be a great thing to do for him. And then whoever's taking him to swimming, um, maybe uh, grandparents could have a little sticker chart with them. And when he's all done with, and this is where I use sticker charts very, very infrequently because it is a very short term, let's change a behavior and a mindset. That's how they work. It's not a long-term thing, but it would be grandparents have a little uh, special sticker that he gets um, and he can put it on his sticker chart and he can show you when you get home 
that he uh, went into the water and and swam that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he might need two stickers, one to just to get into the water without any fuss. Number two would be the st- second sticker would be I, I, I worked on my swimming today. I enjoyed my swimming today. Um, do you think that might be something that would be helpful? Yeah, no, definitely. The the chart, the actual chart you can see actually sounds like something that he would respond to well. Very tangible, right? A very tangible visual piece. The poop chart, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. sometimes when I say things like, you know, you've already been today, you can kind of tell that it's lost on them. It's, well, and, and, and once again, it, it goes back to, well, everyone's just talking to me and I'm not really seeing things. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm visual and I need to kind of have proof. Um, and that's, that's coming, that, that's a characteristic and a personality trait that's either coming from you or your husband. So it's one of you that's, <laughs> that's a very tangible visual person that likes proof. Um, so I'm not going to put blame on anybody, but <laughs> it's one of you. It's one of you. <laughs> um, see, when you're talking about the sticker of the reward system, mm-hmm. would that help with the actual potty training once he's over the kind of, he's got his confidence back a bit? Um, yes. And so what, what I would just do now is I would just create um, a, um, a really cute um chart just about Douglas in general of, of not just potty, but is he uh, trying new things of independence? For example, I, I would, I would create a little, a little, I don't know if you're creative, but print out a little picture of a boy or print him out and big enough where it's a, uh, you know, like a size of a paper. And on that paper, you could put um, little, mo- little um, ideas of things that he could start working on for himself. For example, it would be um, here is Douglas. Uh, Douglas uh, has learned or has tried to wash his own hair. Douglas has brushed his own teeth. Douglas has um, wiped his own bottom. Douglas has taken his own diaper off. Douglas has sat on the potty. Du- but you're going to do all those self-help skills and you're going to work on all of them. So he's not just focusing on one thing because what you're going to build now with him is the confidence that he can do many things for himself, not just the potty. And we forget that going to the potty involves more than just going to the potty. Potty involves the physical ability to take one's pants off and on, right? So coordination, fine motor coordination, large motor coordination, um, balance to get up on the toilet, off the toilet. Um, The the idea of um, being aware of how our body works because they have to feel the pee and the poop and know when to move and get there quickly, right? And we have to have the language skills, so there are so many pieces to this, right? It's not just one piece. Mm-hmm. So I always tell families, yeah, you know, they have this one interest or this one thing you want to work on, but look at all the other pieces. And if you build up his confidence and his, um, and his abilities with all those other pieces, the potty is just going to be a natural next step for him. Oh, that's, yeah, because we are like at that stage with a lot of the kind of self-care Yes. So yes. Getting, yeah. So getting clothes, getting undressed. Yeah. So so make so make a make a, a Douglas on the wall, you know, and really every time he does something like that, maybe you could uh, cover it in laminate, and you could he could he could put a sticker on that. Oh, I did my teeth today. Put a little a sticker by the toothbrush, right? Little mm-hmm. things that he's doing on a regular basis, and let him. And some days, Susan, he's going to be really motivated to want to do anything. Some days he's going to be, I can't do it, mommy. I just can't do it. I just can't brush my teeth or I just can't get my clothes off. And that's where as parents, we step up and say, Hey, it's okay. I can help you with that tonight. Mm-hmm. I can help you get your, your teeth brushed tonight, or I can help you get your pajamas on We I can do that tonight because what, what is he asking for? 
he's asking, hey, mommy, I need a little extra physical touch from you tonight. Or I need a little extra feeling of connection with you tonight. Because that's what he's really saying. Okay. Does that make sense on yes, that? Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. So we're going to build up his whole repertoire, not just one piece of who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's really good because I think, like you said, the potty training is just one of many things that he exactly. needs to kind of start learning now. Exactly. About looking exactly. after himself. And it's funny how we, we choose that one first. And it really, I don't, I don't choose that one first. I think there's so many other things when you start seeing your child wanting to be independent and wanting to have that natural maturation of, of trying these things out. That's just one piece, but we put so much energy on that and it's, it becomes such a disaster sometimes that we're not looking at the whole, the whole picture of what that child um, can be working on and being successful on. And that's what we're looking for, right? Is success, uh, daily success, and understanding what they're putting, that they're trying. They're trying these things out. Okay. Thank okay. you. Everyday Parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of the Emmy Award-winning artist, Stephen Morell. If you have a question for Mary Beth and the Everyday Parenting podcast community, please join us on our Facebook group. Just search for Everyday Parenting Group on Facebook. Don't miss our next episode. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Also, please take the time out to find us and rate us on iTunes. 